Hey, welcome to the third episode of Continental Drift's Student Spotlights. And I've got to admit, I think I've got the hang of this whole audio editing software and putting this together for you on Spotify and other platforms. It took a little while, but it's manageable. So thank you for joining me on this journey because it's really kept me motivated during all of this. But if you also wanted to hear some of the music that I like to play on my radio show besides these interviews, you can tune in every Monday night from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern on WMUH.org. Or if you're in the Lehigh Valley area, go to 91.7 FM WMUH. But we're not here right now for any of that. We're here for my third student interview. And for that, I've got Ashley with me. Here's a quick preview of what you're about to hear. She told me about what it's like to work at a mental hospital during the pandemic and her concerns about the healthcare industry and how she's faced a lack of both protective equipment and also effective safety guidelines at her workplace. But she follows that all up with the coping strategies that have helped her the most. So even if you're not a healthcare worker yourself, I hope that this interview widens your perspective a bit more on what it's like to be a college student, but also out there on the front lines, as well as different ways to push through this and find motivation, even if that means taking a step back and focusing on self-care for a little bit, because I know that's what Ashley really taught me. So without further ado, here is Ashley. I'm Ashley. I went to school with Michelle starting in the fourth grade to end of high school. And I mean, now we're still friends, even in college. I'm graduating in May and I'm going to get my master's. And I've been working for a year now at the mental hospital. Ashley, it feels like, I, yeah, I guess it has been a year. It feels like just a few months since you started talking about it. But yeah, it definitely doesn't feel that long. Has anything changed? Like, uh, okay, obviously a lot has changed in this current time period. But uh-huh. uh, even though you said, okay, so it's a mental hospital, but what does, like, what do you think listeners should know about what that's like? It's hard to describe. I was definitely prepared in some aspects, but totally not in others. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a wild time. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult. And it the difficulty comes and goes. It depends on the group that's there. And mm. um, for the past month and a half, I've had a very terrible group, mm. um, which is perfect timing for everything else that's going of on course. right now. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. What are some of your responsibilities like, as part of this job? I am a mental health associate, so I kind of help the nurses out, and I, I help them with taking vital signs, and I check on all the patients every 15 minutes, make sure they're alive and doing well. Mm-hmm. and also hold group meetings where we talk about their goals and any other skill sets they need to learn, like coping skills. Mm. You're, you're still working. You, you are an essential worker. <laughs> like, oh, yes, yes, I am. Like, everyone's like, oh, my life has changed so much. Yeah. And, like, I'm homebound and I'm doing all, like, these fun things, which is really great to see everyone being so creative during this time. Yeah. Um, but my life hasn't changed at all. Yeah. Not, not at all. Um, I was taking some online classes. I did go to school like two days a week, but 
that wasn't a big deal. So mm -hmm. I already had online classes, so my life really didn't change. <laughs> right. And, and you're still doing online classes right now, right? Yeah. Because yeah. you said you're graduating. So, yeah, I'm continuing them, and then I still work my same schedule. Wow. Are there any social distancing policies that have now been put in place at at the hospital and you have to adapt to that like or is it oh you are laughing oh, oh yeah I am laughing oh I'm I'm so glad you invited me here today so I can just expose the corruption of the healthcare system great uh, yeah I'm glad to do that I mean I only have some insight on medical hospitals and like mm -hmm. and then I have my perspective because mm -hmm. some of my nurses work at my hospital and medical hospitals so I know a little bit about what's going on mm -hmm. My hospital's a little bit more corrupt. <laughs> I feel like just from having different rules and regulations than medical hospitals do. Mm -hmm. Started originally, um, screen they screen us when mm -hmm. we come into work, which uh, is like pertaining to like taking your temperature and then asking a series of questions. Which at first they were doing with just one orally by the mouth. Mm -hmm. which they were like, oh, wait, we shouldn't be doing that. Like, we should be doing the forehead one. I'm like, yeah, that exists. Why weren't we doing that? <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and then I don't know if you knew this, the CDC released that you shouldn't be working if you're 99.9 like whatever Yeah. versus like the normal like 100 for. Yeah. But my hospital is still going by the 104. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so if I have 101 fever, I have to go to work? Like What? Yeah, so that <laughs> wait, but have has that happened to you at all? Like, have you been? No, oh, I haven't. No, I haven't had any fever, anything. So, so that was starting, and I mean, th this they didn't like release the wear mask everywhere yet. Yeah. But, you know, some people were doing that when they go to stores and stuff, right. and you would think that the hospital would have done it first, but we didn't do that until it was mandatory for everyone to wear it in a building. No one wore masks. And they were not providing them either. They told us at first that we had to get our own mask. So pretty much they were saying that they weren't going to protect us. Wow. And so do you have any kind of group within this hospital that, you know, you can talk to other coworkers about this and voice your concerns? Or how, how does that kind of structure look like? Yeah, we just kind of laugh about it. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's very difficult. And yeah. I'm on the evening shift, mm -hmm. so I don't really get to communicate to any higher up. So I mean, now we do have masks and now they are providing them. Yeah. Um, that's still a little weird too. So what, they what's put all weird? signs about like um, mask etiquette, you know, how to wear it, what not to do. Um, mm -hmm. You're supposed to, get, um, you don't reuse it. So you get one once a day. Mm -hmm. uh, but then they're told us we can only get one mask. <laughs> That is so disappointing to hear, and the fact that you're still coming in close contact with these other patients, right? It's oh yeah, none of that really yeah. changes. Yeah, I'll get I'll get to the patients. Oh um, yes. So uh, then they were like saying, "Oh no, we have plenty of masks. Like you can get whatever you want." But then they're still like, "You're being hesitant to give it to us." And our CEO actually came around and you know was trying to like be a big man, ask us questions like, "How, how do you guys feel like we're handling it?" Like he wants a good response, and we're mm -hmm. like, "Honestly, <laughs> like not well. Um, we can only get one mask. Like what's this?" And he's like, "Oh, uh, um," like got all defensive and was like, "Well, we have plenty of masks. You can get it." We're like, "Okay, mm. where are they?" <laughs> oh, and like the, the staff are wearing masks, but the patients are not. Still to this day, or is that yes, yes, yes. 
are they are they provided with masks and they choose not or you mean like there's there's no question no like they're like they're not forced they're not asked to wear masks and are you expected to stay six feet away from but that's not that's not possible with the that's that's not possible um with anything i mean you should be talking one-on-one with the patients that's just I mean, that's something that you're expected to do and that I should do. Yeah. Um, but even just taking their vital signs, I have to be right next to them, like right in yeah. their face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And from what I understand about masks, it's not so much that you're protecting yourself when you're wearing a mask, you're protecting the other person, right? Is yeah. That, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so thank you for protecting these people. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, <laughs> I'm hurt that they're not protecting you and also the general hospital. What else? happens well i know the general hospital kind of is having the same issues with the mass but they actually don't have a bigger supply and of course Mm -hmm. if they they have a bigger risk because those patients are coming into the hospital we hope that covid patients aren't coming into a mental hospital yeah it has happened not as many as you would think in new jersey which i'm very grateful for yeah the nurses they were just telling me that they when they are in contact with someone that has it they are just wearing ppes just Mm. a plastic little Mm cover-ups and not like an astronaut suit which they would like to wear and um, even when they have discovered that they were working really closely with a patient that has it they don't get them tested they don't get them quarantined they're like no you're good you just keep working that is so much to try to handle daily And I think I kind of mentioned that I would be asking this, so I hope you're ready, but is there anything that's helped you relax or step back from what you have to face on a daily basis? Um, Yeah, I wasn't doing that at first, and I really felt felt that taking an impact on my life. Mm -hmm. So I just, my just self-care routine, yoga, meditation, taking baths, I started painting, Yeah. Yeah. No. So I have the CoStar app. It told me this morning that, hey, like, don't take it easy. And so I was like, excuse me, CoStar. I think the whole point is that I should take it easy. But, but then the next line says, when you like something along the lines of when you take it easy, you forget self-care. So be reckless and be vigilant with your self-care. I was like, as usual, this app just knows me way too well. Like I was trying to take it easy, but I was taking it easy in the wrong way. And so I'm, I'm really glad to hear that you're trying to incorporate your own coping strategies while, you know, teaching about it to others. Cause that's a difficult line to balance. Oh, it is indeed. I mean, I, I've always tried. It was just difficult during this time. I mean, my number one coping strategy was going out in nature and hiking and then they closed all the parks and it really hurt me no but I'm I actually I cannot tell you when you remember when we did that birthday parade for meaty like a few weeks back like you (laughs) I mean sure like we both thought of it around the same time but you were like so for it and one of the number one things I was thinking during that time was like this girl is right there out in the front lines my age but her number one priority is, hey, our best friend deserves an amazing birthday. So I just, I really wanted listener to, listeners to know that that's the kind of person you are. And I hope like <laughs> they send some appreciation your way from wherever they are. Oh, well, we're down to our last two minutes. 
So, and I don't want to take you for too long. <laughs> so is there anything that you'd want to say to listeners as a kind of sign off? Any general message? I, I just say, you know, keep, keep following the rules and regulations to keep everyone safe. It's hard during this time, but also try not to let it impact your life and your mental health, especially because it is really difficult and that's really going to hit hard right now. Yeah. So do your coping skills, do the best things you can for you right now that will still make you happy, but safe. All right. Thank you so much, Thank you so much, Michelle. And that wraps up my interview with Ashley. Ashley, again, thank you so much for joining me on my show, especially because I know that it's not easy to mention when you're struggling or the things that bother you in your day-to-day experiences. So it is amazing that you were able to share that with my listeners. But I especially wanted to highlight again that moment when she mentioned, you know, slipping up on your self-care or slipping up on the strategies that you know could help you the most. I feel like everyone's been there and talking to her was a great moment of realization for me about what I need to do to get back on track. So I hope it helped you in the same way or in other ways. I don't know. But that's the end of my third episode. I'll be back soon with the next one. Thank you so much again for listening.